Welcome to Ride Home Reactions, the 20-minute show where we react to the movie we just saw. Why 20 minutes? Because that's how long it takes us to drive home. I'm David Els, video production guy for InTheCarMedia.com. And I am Jill Rogatti, theater lady from SoapAndRopeTheater.com. We saw a movie on our first date and liked talking about it together so much that we got married. Was it worth it? You decide! We just uh, American Animals, and on the count of three, we'll give our one to ten rating. One, two, three. Eight. Nine point five. Ooh, you liked that quite a bit. I liked it. I thought that was an excellent movie. Yeah, I'm appreciative of this car ride because I have a lot to process with it. Same. And during the movie, I was like, sometimes I forget. That I'm going to be grading at the end of yeah. the movie, and I don't even think about it until we sit down and uh. David says, I'm going to count, and then I <laughs> kind of panic and just decide on a number. But this one was one that I was consciously thinking about it yeah. during the movie. Every once in a while, uh. I would just be like, hmm. And I changed a lot during uh-huh. the movie. Like, I was like, ah, probably an eight. And then I went down to a seven at one point, and then at the end, I was definitely up. Uh huh. So, agreed. I think I think at the end of a discussion I might adjust again, but maybe not. I the first thing I noticed as I was watching was I was like, wow, this movie did so much better what I Tanya was trying to do. Oh, interesting. With a mixture of um interviews and um narrative. Uh-huh. You know, the interviews in I Tanya were actors, with actors. Yeah. But I just loved that they were able to pull this off yeah, with yeah, the yeah, yeah, with yeah, the yeah. real people. Right. It was perfectly stylized. You felt the um, the the reality of the situation without feeling like it was just like sprinkled in for flavor. Like I, yeah, it did so much for the story. It reminded me a little bit more of your Earl Morris, yeah, uh, Blue Line, thin, thin, blue, thin line. blue Line. Yep, that's one that's gonna stick with me. And I was so stressed out. It was so effective. I have never been so scared Uh during a (laughs) reenacted crime scene Uh ever in my life. Uh They built suspense better than... I mean, of course it helps knowing that it's a true story. Uh Keep touching back in with the um, actual people. I love the contrast of the Ocean's Eleven mm-hmm. planning uh, sequence where they show a slick montage with the, again, Ocean's Eleven theme music playing. Yeah. Just like this is how they imagine they're just going to be super slick and, you know, they're watching movies for inspiration mm-hmm. like because they don't know how else to figure out this out. Uh, that contrasted with, wait, we have to actually harm this woman in order to get what we want. And then yeah. how it makes me now... Like watching any heist movie or anything where you're like rooting for the bad guys, yeah. it's like they're not good guys. Like as much as you might empathize with them, and they have a line in that. Yeah, right. In the movie about um, that. Like so, yeah. Just thinking about like an ocean style movie. These are not good people. <laughs> they are hurting people, whether you see it on camera and whether it's played for laughs or not. Like they are definitely hurting people to get what they want. Um, even though it seems like victimless to, to steal stealing um high priced art seems like one of the one of the more noble you know like 
I'm just, you know, I'm trading art on a more risky scale. You know, like mm-hmm. that, I feel like that's how movies kind of have trained us to hear that. Like we hear about art museum heist and we're like, like oh, that's Crown exciting. Affair. And we don't yeah. necessarily think about, yeah, like the security guard that has, now has PTSD or right, like right. the, um, surely the infighting and the, the, um, the trust that were broken between former friends. You know, you think about how these, none of these uh, people probably are friends anymore Mm -hmm. (laughs) based on what they went through and how they talk about each other. I really want to get into themes because that's part of why I was the seven, but then by the end I Uh went way up because they, Uh the themes came through nice and strong for me at the end. Um, But I also want to say that I thought that the, um, I'm guessing correct me if I'm wrong David but I think I should be giving the DP credit here okay but the I thought visually it was so carefully shot mm-hmm. I I felt like I was watching something poetic and mm. I felt like I was watching like one of those I spy books that if you just looked sharply enough you could catch little things uh-huh. everywhere I feel that the artistic so give me an example so I can attribute it to you okay so um, when he's looking into the case Uh um, the camera goes from being on the other side of the glass case us looking at him through the case and then the camera comes around the side and as it does his reflection on Uh the case um, shifts as well and then but by the end his face is in the case uh-huh. but then when they're running away from the heist I caught that they passed the real life him mm-hmm. so that was an awesome little yeah. thing I loved the I guess you could say the is it Rashomon am I saying that right yeah kind of um, different take version on of it. Yeah, yeah that while they're going through the beginning they're having instead of being like this is how I saw it this is how I saw it mm. and just you as the audience member having to deal with the clashing stories mm. they literally f- filmed it with the two stories so there's one point where they're where the two main characters are kind of talking about are we mm. going to do this and at uh, through the conversation it switches the setting that they're in one is they're in a car yeah, yeah, the other really is well they're done. in a party uh-huh. but when they're in the party he'll say like hey Turn pull here. over <laughs> yeah. yeah and then it'll switch to the car conversation yeah. um, that was also it, it yeah. just made for a really exciting yeah. movie before the excitement even happened mm. um, and there are so many heist movies out there there are so many documentaries on true crime mm. um, and I think they did it a brand new yep. way and um, we're so careful with the visual writing as mm-hmm. well as the writing writing yeah I, I would say that I would, I would give credit to the director for wanting to carefully construct all those scenes instead of just saying we're going to put exposition in this scene yeah he was saying okay how can we visually have this scene inform a theme that we're going to revisit at the end and then he worked I, I bet he worked with the DP uh, a lot and the DP yeah. had ideas for lighting on how to make the reflection happen in the case and also the editor for uh, how to make that scene where they're cross-cutting between mm-hmm. the car and the party scene yeah the editor had to have a careful hand in that to make it not too heavy-handed but also make sure it is a clear delivery of what the intention is there yeah um, so yeah a lot of people working at the top of their craft I would say yeah um, 
and it, clearly very collaboratively and, right. and successfully. Yeah, Thin Blue Line is a great reference material for this movie because I think Thin Blue Line is the first, the at least popular example of a documentary that takes cues from Rashomon to um, have an unreliable narrator so that what we're seeing and being led to believe is true then we're showing something that contradicts that mm-hmm. um, but yeah Thin Blue Line takes that and applies it to kind of reality or documentary and then uh, American Animals is sort of bringing it kind of back to Rashomon a bit where it's leaning a little heavier on the narrative and, and less on the um, the true crime kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah I thought by the end it seemed like a a story about white privilege white male privilege uh, um, especially that scene in the black neighborhood I think oh, that yeah, I think that yeah. helps definitely because like okay you want to tell a story about all, a bunch of privileged white boys in college um, I, I want to get some hints that there's something else going on than, than just say I, I don't know the ethnicity of the director yeah or whoever you know producer whoever had the idea to tell the story make it into a movie um i don't want to just say like oh that these boys remind me of myself i'm going to make a story about me when i was younger you know yeah i want to hear something beyond that i want i want this to have some resonance socially yeah and i think that's where my seven went back up yeah for a while i was like i think they're I think they're just telling in an excellent way uh-huh. a crazy story. Yeah. Like a crazy coming of age right. story. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, but I, that usually doesn't get me, a, get, uh, yeah. doesn't earn them a much higher <laughs> score from <Yeah>. me anyway. So it made me think of um, being a theater major and then doing my MFA in performance I've been observing for a long time and there's always discussion about you know um, art coming out of suffering mm-hmm. and some friends I've had or colleagues um, definitely some students I've had have a lot of angst because they have this expectation that they can't suffer. make good art until yeah. they've suffered and so they their angst kind of leads them to kind of invent yeah reasons to suffer right and it, oh my goodness and it just drives me bonkers and i think i had a little bit of that when i was younger too uh-huh. i mean i think most most yeah. kids do you know yeah. but then at this stage in my life when i've you know um oh gosh i've i've experienced a lot more suffering than i did from I was very fortunate to have a very secure, happy uh-huh. childhood with very little suffering. Um, so now that I'm an adult, and it's, and then I look back on this, on you know, some college students that I've taught, and I just want to say, my gosh, like just wait a couple. If you're not suffering yet, just wait a couple years. Life will give you something to suffer. Yeah. Don't you know? Don't please don't um, try to generate that for yourself. Um, yeah. And I don't think you're gonna make authentic sincere moving art by artificially artificially generating your suffering um and i think that was kind of what the main character guy that artist he was kind of admitting to that right um you know 
comparing all these artists like Van Gogh and it just he just goes through all of them and they show these Monet. amazing um, yeah. self-portraits of all of them mm-hmm. um, and his self-portrait which is a very realistic self-portrait but there's not much uh, there's no point of view yeah there's no point of view um, and that he's really searching for that so he's like self-aware that he doesn't he's not great yet but he's completely naive and that he thinks that yeah that he can somehow manifest his own uh, greatness through an experience. Yeah. And then on that, I'm just kind of processing this right now. When they arrest him in his room, they they show a new self-portrait that he's done. Oh, I didn't, I didn't catch that. Definitely that definitely has much more... Um, not that it's brilliant, but uh, it has much more feeling behind it Uh um and that was curious to me and so now i'm just trying to process that a little bit like are are they saying yes he can now make art that has some right anguish in it but was it worth it you know would would he he say that that. it's worth it yeah he said like this wasn't worth the adventure yeah yeah um but it's still like that still kind of implies that he got where he needed to be which i I question that a little bit. Yeah, right. Um, so that, that that's, I don't know if that's what they were trying yeah. to do, but so my eight as opposed to a higher score came from yeah wishing they had um, been a little bit harder on these protagonists in um, real life. No, not not in oh. real life because that's that's life, and this is a movie about a real life story. So, but I just didn't know like if you meant like their sentencing. Uh huh. Well. I guess I would have, uh, you know, <laughs> this would have. This is the wrong approach. To don't consider this as an alternative. But <laughs> he, so here's here's the other extreme. Uh, to say, uh, you know, these four boys got um, around seven years in prison, federal prison. Um, <laughs> to put a statistic about like you know, like the average sentence for needs-based theft for sure. uh, an African-American sure. boy. You know, like, I don't yeah. know. I, this would not, that wouldn't, this is not the right movie for that. But well, in that moment, but that go, it feeds into the male privilege theme for sure. Yeah. Or white yeah. privilege. I just think that would have been the wrong choice. But I would have liked to see something that took focus a little bit away from like, man, like, these boys sure, sure figured that out, that they really stepped in it. I would have liked to see the the filmmaker give a little bit more of an indictment of their pride and. How do it, you mean? Um, I know it's hard. So, to so for, yeah, again, for example, like the the text at the end said they each served more than seven years in federal prison. Like just just the language there, more than seven years. Like that's that's to me that choice of words says like they were really punished for this. Oh, okay. Um, and I guess I would have, I would have liked to see, uh, giving us a little bit less to sympathize with them. I would have liked to see, I guess, more dramatic irony where they're saying something they were like, "That's stupid," you know, as opposed to like, "Yeah, they've learned their lesson and they're and they're reflecting on this thoughtfully." I guess I I was wishing that I'd sympathize with them less. Interesting. I, I I don't know if that's just because I I I don't know. I feel like they. You know, it's a coming of age, and we watch them 
crossed the line and and now all of them are saying and now we have to live kind of on the other side of that line you can't uh-huh. you can't go back you know what that is now and they all have to live with having hurt the woman and they all have to live with hurting their families mm-hmm. and i think that's a i'm i'm glad i saw their sincere realization of that uh-huh. i if they hadn't, I think I would have been... Yeah. They wouldn't have seemed very human to uh-huh. me. Uh-huh. I'm not saying... I'm not trying to say, should they have gotten more? Or should they have gotten less? And, mm-hmm. well, it's all better now because they know that they did a bad thing. Uh-huh. I, I don't feel that, but I, I don't leave feeling sorry for them. I leave kind of feeling like a parent uh-huh. when your kid... <laughs> you see their kid do something wrong, suffer consequences, and then have to shoulder that burden for the rest of their life. Uh-huh. I don't know. Yeah. Or at least, like, face it. Uh-huh. So certainly there could be an argument of should they have gotten more uh-huh. federal, you know, criminal punishment. And yeah. I I would have to hear a lot about that. But yeah. um, I, I don't really have an opinion one way or the other. Um, the, the one that I don't have as much sympathy for is... Warren. Warren. Uh-huh. Who... <coughs> Man, I mean, you see him be emotional, and you mm. see that deep down, yes, he didn't, he wasn't out to hurt people, you uh-huh. know, and and I think he <laughs> he very sincerely feels deep remorse for uh-huh. for hurting the librarian. However, I still see him as a bit of a trickster character, and I see him as not able to completely shake that. Yeah, and I feel like he still is in that mode. Yeah, there's an immaturity in him that I didn't sense uh-huh. from the others that he still is holding on to or uh-huh. something. I don't know. Maybe it's that I didn't like that he felt a little bit like the scapegoat for what I would say these four boys are equally entrenched in. Oh, I didn't think he felt that. I didn't think he'd seem that way. It seemed to me like they all were uh-huh. shouldering it. Uh-huh. Especially his friend, I think, was saying the main like... character? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was not at all trying to put... Mm. ownership on Warren. Uh-huh. He, I think, always admits that it was initially his idea. He admits that he right. was kind of addicted to the... Almost like he needed someone like Warren right. to... Or else... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I guess I've... I'm guilty of doing stupid things around that age. It was senior year of high school. I, My friend and I... Uh, <laughs> I feel like I probably shouldn't be admitting this on a podcast. <laughs> but uh, Dad, if you're listening, I think you know what what event I'm talking about. And uh, if if you if you're listening to this and want to want to ask me in person what I did, I'll tell you. But I probably shouldn't admit it on a podcast. And yeah, so you know, three years later, I was like, that was really stupid. And then three years after that, I was like, wow, that was really stupid. And then does look, it have to do with the fire? Yeah, it has yeah. to do with the fire. <laughs> Just to just tempt other people. I just want. I'm just. I'm curious since I know I've heard the story. Yeah. Which one it was you're talking about? Right. Um, So, I think um, you know I'm very familiar with the dynamic that happens that can cause you to act out in a way because you're bored and privileged. (laughs) Um, And so I I guess it's some it's some like guilt that makes me like wish that I didn't relate to these characters as much. Oh, yeah. So I, I, it's, just, it's complicated. I'm yeah. not putting it into words very well. But, yeah, I think, I think I've 
I've uh, processed as much as I can over the course of a car ride. Yeah. Um, I, I still wish I understood a little bit more of what you wished. Yeah. But I but it seems like it's just too hard to yeah, I don't, articulate. I don't so. so let's reevaluate. Okay. Uh, I think I think I'm gonna stay. Mm-hmm. I mean, if anything, I'd go to a nine, but I'm but why? So I'll stay yeah. at nine point five. Yeah, I'm gonna go up to a nine. All right, that's it. Have a good rest of your Saturday, David. Thank you. You too, Jill. Okay. Goodbye. Bye.